0: You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop. Serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, I always look forward to this time in the month because it means that the lovely Hannah is always with me in the studio and we have a good time together, don't we?
1: Every week. Every month. Sorry, not every week. And
0: I, I got... Don't be telling the station manager this because he has this thing, by the way, about Christmas, you know. In fact, I even heard him saying on the on the breakfast show that, that Christmas is banned before Friday. Uh, well, he has this thing, you see, about me because, uh, in fact, he told Hannah that I started to play Christmas music in October. He did? Well, that wasn't right. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it was September. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, but, but actually, Dan loves Christmas. But we have this thing. The station will be going all Christmasy on Friday. Friday, and uh, Ryan will be launching everything on the, on the breakfast show. So then I'll have a good excuse. But of course, Hannah is the engagement lead with, uh, with CAN. And before we talk about the Community Hero, tell us a wee bit more ab- about CAN, because you've got loads and loads and loads of voluntary
1: organisations affiliated, haven't you? We do indeed. CAN stands for Community Action Network. We're a charity to support not-for-profit groups across Bournemouth Christchurch, Paul and Dorset. Um, we can support for free so many different organisations. It doesn't matter if you're teeny-weeny working out of your living room or you're a bigger organisation with a with an income and a funding um, officer, we, we can support you for free. Uh, we, we have a wonderful advice team who can help with governance and trustees and all the legalities needed when you're formalizing a group but we support groups who are unregistered charities and and not just not-for-profit groups as well we have our wonderful volunteering team who help to find the right volunteers for the right role and help organizations advertise what they're doing and we have the team i worked on with work on which is the connect team where we bring different organisations together for mutual support and they find loads of ways to help one another and therefore the communities across Dorset Now you're the engagement lead what, what does that mean? Does
0: oh, that mean that you help people in the nuptial stage? I
1: help them to find love with other organisations I help, it, we, I host 11 different networks I'm going to talk about a couple of those later if I may, they're free for all of our members who just need to be not for profit and supporting communities across Dorset and they meet each other usually on screen and they tell each other what they do what their problems are and what their celebrations are and without fail somebody on the group will say oh I can help you with that and then they begin to carry on the conversation after the, the network has finished and I sit there and, and love it. I just hold the space and make sure everyone gets a chance to have a, have a, a word. Well, it must be a very exciting because you see the diversity of organisations
0: and there, there's a huge diversity. And I guess if they weren't there, the, 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 the council would be in real trouble. Oh, my goodness.
1: It, the... Reliance, it's not just the reliance for the practical support, it's the love and and emotional support that these not-for-profits bring because they get to know people on a personal level. They're not a number or a name, they are a, a human being with a story um, and people can come for one kind of support and end up leaving organisations having been supported in a whole range of ways because we've got the time to, to talk now, what we're doing today is announcing the, the Community Hero of the Month.
0: Where did this whole idea come from? Tell us a wee bit more about what what is the Community Hero, how do people get to be the Community Hero?
1: Well, we're very pleased to um, talk about what small and larger groups do locally, because... Some of them can't afford to advertise, so we're doing it for them. Um, I know we're going to talk more about how to get other um, charities and, and groups on the radio with you, Blair, so that's really exciting. Yeah, we're working on In a very exciting year. project. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'd love t- people to, to to come on. I mean, to, to get here th- with me, um, it just means contacting me at Cannes and um, having a chat about what you offer. We usually theme who the th- heroes are. Again, we can be flexible with that. So if you've got a celebration or an event, we would love to hear it. And um, then you can come on the radio and tell everyone all about it. But of
0: course, it it means that you've got a difficult choice every
1: month. Luckily, it's not just mine. No,
0: you have a little (laughs) panel, don't you? We
1: have the team of Can Who Vote.
0: Yeah. Now, you you usually come up with a theme Mm -hmm. of the month. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, this month's theme is what?
1: Um, November's is International Men's Day, uh-huh. and we had the fantastic Justin from Doorpip, and Chrissy from the Health Bus joining yeah, that uh, was joining fantastic. in October. Fantastic! So yeah. we're, we're catching up as it we were. We are. Yeah. yeah, and then December. It's going to be the International Day of Disabled People on the third of December. So we took that as our theme.
0: And as you will hear a bit later on, do you know, it was the first time I ever did an interview on the ceiling. I mean, <laughs> The indignity of it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, more about that. You might
1: have to just explain about that later. (laughs) Yes, I, I will. I
0: will. Well, of course, that is This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, chosen by the lovely Hannah from Cannes. Uh, well, I, uh, what's happening at Cannes? I mean, this is a really busy season for all of us, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. I, I wanted to share about an event that's happening next week on the 7th of December. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's called a Winter Health and Care Marketplace. What's going to happen is a lot of um, different organisations who offer health care and support are going to be at the Spire in Poole in the afternoon of the 7th of December with um, stands and stalls and you can drop in anyone can drop in and just chat with people from a range of different organisations I'll tell you a few who's going to be there NHS Dorset the hospitals both councils will be there live well dorset who who work on their five ways to well-being and help a lot of people with mental health anxiety taking control of smoking drinking or anything that they want to to change there's going to be a stall for community action network to talk about um, how we can share information about improving your health and well-being and prama prama life who are locally just do magnificent work with so things, many different yeah. people they help <laughs> carers people with disabilities people with dementia just so much people who have um, maybe difficulties with, with hoarding and then they help people to, to live their best lives there will be lots of other people there as well and you can drop in totally casual you don't have to make an appointment 12 30 to 6 30 on the 7th of December. And go and find out what support's available for you and your family.
0: And are details of all of these things on your website? They
1: are. This is in the news on our website. But if anyone wants to contact me uh, by email, um, it's hannah.reese at can100.org. And the website's can100. So we're, we're easy to find.
0: So this month's community hero of the month organisation is Sex with a Difference.
1: I beg your pardon. I know. Really?
0: <laughs> Actually, uh, we're going. I'm going to be talking to the lovely Lorraine in a moment, and she is really quite special. There, there are many people we we never know what's around the corner in life. I mean, with myself, I had this, as you know, I had the stroke. Although many, many positive things. Have come out of that, and I know you have had your challenges as well, Hannah. I guess you know we all we all in life have these challenges, whether it's the loss of a loved one or, or losing our jobs or whatever. Not that we wish any of that on anybody, but of course, Hannah, as you will hear, she had a, a huge mountain to climb. So, uh, I'll go over now to my interview uh, with uh, the lovely Lorraine. So, Lorraine, first of all, a big congratulations on being selected as the. Uh, Community uh, Hero of the Month. Uh, now, tell us a wee bit about about what SWAD actually
2: is. What's, what does that name mean? Oh, thanks a lot, Blair. Uh, lovely to be here. So SWAD stands for Sex with a Difference, and the difference relates to disability, um, but it also relates to the fact that not everybody is heterosexual, monogamous, and uh you know, as parties on down in traditional positions. Um, So, yeah, it's it's getting the message across that every type of body has got a right to intimacy and just that sometimes some people need a bit of extra support and help um, with making sure that they get things like... uh, any sort of equipment or health checks, things like that. So we do a lot of work around uh, sexual health as well. It's not all sort of airy-fairy swinging off candelabras or anything. Um,
0: and of course, yeah. I mean, sex is the fulfilment of a, of a loving relationship. Mm. And so it's, it's only natural that everybody, no matter, clearly you're working with a lot of people who have various disabilities of one kind or another. But I guess that, you know, that the need to enable people to, to to enjoy the fullness of life is very important. How did how did the charity come to be? What was the inspiration?
2: Right. <laughs> well, quite a few years ago, I became ill in two thousand and four. I caught a flu type bug. Uh, this scenario is a lot more familiar to people now because of COVID, sadly, um, but back then. People didn't know a lot about ME, which is malgic encephalomyelitis, which is what I ended up developing. Um, So it's a neurological condition. It's often associated with autoimmune issues and often precipitated by a virus. And it's just your body gets out of whack. Um, And so I have a lot of muscle pain. Um, a lot of brain fog, huge amounts of fatigue. Um, it's fluctuating conditions, so it's sort of up and down in a bit of a curve. Um, and I had been doing nine aerobics classes a week as an aerobics instructor. And uh, then it all came crashing down to a halt over a period of three years. And I woke up one morning completely paralysed. Uh, so quite a shock. I went to bed absolutely fine and then woke up and couldn't move. Um so, yeah, so the reason I started SWOT is because I was looking for some information and I couldn't find it anywhere. I found ultimately I found two books. One was American and was 10 years out of date. And the other one was uh, in was English. Um, and that was written by psychologists. So very wordy. And I got to a page, but page three and then had to give it up because I just couldn't cope. So that was it. I thought, well, I'll ask for help from my, at the time I was getting supported by a social worker because it had just been a big life change. And also um some occupational therapists. And I asked them for some support. And at that time, thankfully, things have changed a bit now. But at that time they just were like, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know who to get go to to get advice and support. So they were like, mm, yes, we'll talk about that at the end of our conversation, Lorraine. But then amazingly, after the end of the conversation, there was never time. And um, so I got angry and then I thought, right, if there's nothing out there, I'm going to do something. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, of
0: yeah. course, I, I mean, I guess that, the best inspiration is a brick wall, isn't it? So, in your in your case, there you were uh, struggling, no doubt, no doubt. Were well, you feeling a bit depressed and so on? Uh, about yeah, not-
2: it uh-huh. it follows on well spotted because that is when you've had gone through a huge life change like that, and um, it, it is difficult to handle. And so, I I was quite good at calling in support. When i needed it and um, sometimes there's quite a wait before you can actually get the support um, but at least i knew how to ask which was very good um but just for clarity for anybody listening um it's possible to be depressed and not have me and it's possible to have me and not be depressed <laughs> so you know but obviously if you're facing a big life change and um, where it's outside of your control that things have really closed down and you're sort of in a little cave rather than being able to be expansive and out in the world. Yeah, that can be depressing, no doubt, yeah.
0: Well, before we delve into uh, how the charity really really got off the ground, mm-hmm. let's have your first piece of music. Now, it comes from Ed Sheeran uh, and it is Thinking Out Loud. Why this one?
2: Oh, my goodness. It just hits the nail on the head for so many reasons. I mean, I'm a big fan of his anyway, um, but there's some of the lyrics um, about, you know, when your legs don't, he'll still love you when your legs don't work anymore, um, which is particularly pertinent to me because uh, I'll get around in an electric wheelchair when I'm out in bed. Um, and then there's also the bit to do with the thought of staying evergreen. So it doesn't matter that, you know, when you're 90 or 100, things might not work as well. He's talking about his fingers, not being able to play the the guitar much anymore it's just about love it's not just about sex it's about love it's about true intimacy and it's about support also i'm a big dancing fan and he does an awesome dance in this in the video
0: well let's have a listen to it. when
2: your legs don't work like they used to before mm. and i can't sweep you off of your feet mm. Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still... You're listening
0: to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop. Serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. So there you were. The charity uh, starts with you, Lorraine, and you're, you're, you're very disabled. And I guess did this illness come out of nowhere?
2: Yeah, very much so. It it was I was doing my classes, I caught a bug. I thought, oh I'll push through. Um and then I just never really recovered and everything felt sort of heavy and my body wasn't doing what I was asking it to do. Um but actually as effective was the in a negative way was the brain fog very, very difficult to string words together. Um, wasn't able to do things like, you know, take a phone call and take notes while I was on the phone call because that was too many things at once. Um so yeah, and also big issue uh, which a lot of people long COVID at the moment are facing is not being believed by the medical profession as to exactly how horrendous life has become and so very misunderstood um so yeah that that was then but you know i'm a firm believer that yes there may be times where it all gets a bit much and i have to press pause on things and but then i'll sort of shake myself off And SWOT has been bringing to that because it's given me something to focus on that is outside of myself. So every time, you know, it's like when you're volunteering, every time that you manage to help somebody else, it takes you out of yourself and you get a real buzz out of it. And that's what I love about it.
0: Clearly, part of your passion was to help other people but in order to engage with people obviously you set up this not-for-profit organization uh how did you go about getting the word out there as it were
2: had a very interesting conversation with a local newspaper (laughs) (laughs) because i decided i needed to check if there are other people like me out there that were facing issues that wanted some support and intimacy um so I thought I'd better road test this and see if there's anybody else. So I put an ad in the local paper and the the, the fun bit was they couldn't figure out where to put me, um, whether it was in the adult services section or the training and development section. <laughs> so <be> very different. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a bit of a laugh. Um, but we worked that one out. And yeah, my local independent living centre. They were very, very supportive. I used to go there to use their special gym and also to do pottery. And uh, they were like absolutely Lorraine. They saw it as being the human right that it is and people needed information. Um, So, yeah, I started running these uh, sex and disability discussion groups. And yes, I wasn't the only one. Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) That was my next question because were you, well, GovSmart for want of a better word, Uh, how many people responded with, having similar type issues?
2: Yeah. I mean, we usually get up to around 10 people. Um, So it was small to start off with. Um, But then as it became clear and people started to know about us, then we were getting more phone calls and more emails. Um, And then we went on from there. I did lots of background research and we set up ourselves as a community interest company at that point and we said right we're going to road test this This is exactly you know we've done our SWOT analysis your strengths weaknesses opportunities threats and all that kind of stuff Um, and we took a stand at the biggest disability exhibition in the UK Uh, so uh, that was Nadex it's called up in Birmingham NEC we now also regularly go to other exhibitions so like this year we were also at disability expo in london um so we had a stand the first time we applied they wouldn't let us have a stand they said it was a family show and our response was well nobody would be at the show if the subject we're talking about didn't happen <laughs> so go figure right. um, uh-huh. it's a good point and um, but especially we were we were slightly outraged when we went as visitors to that year's exhibition and quite rightly uh, there were stands on companies that can provide urinary incontinence products. And let's just say that they had um, devices that could stick on a table to demonstrate their products of the male anatomy and we were just like hang on one sweet minute here now you know you've got that on that table but it's still a family show so why couldn't we have our table which had nothing like that on us and so yeah we were a little bit Ur. so we kept trying and a few years later there was a bit of a change in the management of that exhibition um, and happily they were very supportive and we had 700 people come to us over three days there were, there were literally cues. We were worried just before the sort of. The doors opened. They do this big sound of a horn to let you know that the doors are about to open. And Mike, who's my partner and myself, we're, we're together as in life as well as in business. And uh, we were there looking at each other going, whose idea was this? You know, what if nobody actually comes up and talk to us? That would be mortifying. And uh, but yeah, within about five minutes, as soon as somebody could get down to where our stand was, they were there and they didn't stop for three days. It was brilliant
0: over the course of the time that you've been working on the charity what what are the most common themes that people come to you with uh, you know i mean clearly we're talking about a fulfilled sex life here for people with various forms of disability and 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 and, and maybe other things you know are, are stopping them as well probably the psychological reasons and so on mm-hmm. what what do people tend to talk to you about when without getting too intimate obviously but yeah
2: no yeah you know it's okay I can talk about these things. Do you know what the biggest thing is from both sides, from the professional totally. side? <laughs> it's th- this thing of it being a can of worms to mm. talk about. Mm. So, what we that at uh, that exhibition that I just mentioned, and um, we would get individuals, disabled people, would come to us and they go, well, I don't know how to raise the subject with my health or social care professional. And then we would get the next person up would be a health and social care professional going, I don't quite know how to broach the subject because, so, you know, they were all, the, the phrase that came up was, I don't want to open a can of worms. The professionals were worried that if they asked the question and then didn't have an answer that their um, patient or a service user would ask them, they felt that that wouldn't be good. It was sort of better not to open the conversation rather than to have to say something like, I'm sorry, I don't know that, but I will find out. So we coached a few people. In that while we were there. Um, But also the professionals needed to understand that although they, when they say, oh, have you got any questions, mean any questions to the person that is having that care needs assessment, it's very difficult because you don't want to open a conversation which might be misconstrued by a professional. Um, And they didn't know if it was appropriate to ask that question. Um, So we're about educating both sides that, yes, uh, it is appropriate. It's part of somebody's overall well-being, which is what's referred to in the CARE Act, um, the principle of well-being. It's a right to family life, which is a Human Rights Act um, component. And, you know, it is really important Uh, So I created the world's first, we think, sex and intimacy card. So when somebody is talking to their OT, doctor, whoever, um, and they want to start, they want to ask a question that they're feeling awkward about, it's the same thing as like a business card, but on the reverse side of it, it says to the health professional, you know, it is your responsibility to support this person with the information that they need. Um, and just putting that out there.
0: Now, if somebody is listening to the programme and maybe they have similar issues, and of course, some these are very intimate things that yes. many people, of course, would, would find difficult to talk about, maybe embarrassing as well. Clearly yeah. you overcome that, and the people that you're helping are doing the same. But somebody listening to us right now, similar situation, what should they do?
2: Take a very big, deep breath <laughs> and release it and know that it is absolutely right and fine that you are feeling how you are feeling there is help out there now and we're one of the bits of help that is now out there we the reason i speak so openly about my experiences and challenges that i've had is because I'm demonstrating the fact that the world does not end just because you mention a body part or you're talking about an intimate act. It is okay. Virtually everybody in the world will or has done these things. And therefore, it's okay to be, you know, LGBT. It's okay to want to be intimate with somebody. If you've had an amputation um, or you've got a chronic condition that you've had since birth, everybody has got these interests in life. And it's okay to not be interested in sex or not feel attracted to people. But the big thing we have is for the professionals in our lives to not assume that just because we have A, B or C condition that we're not interested which is a big issue um, in the disability community. Yeah.
0: So, Lorraine, so uh, is there a telephone number? Is there a, a website? Uh, how do people get further information?
2: Uh, it's all the W's. SWAD, S W A D, Dorset, D O R S E T uh, dot org, and that is our website. It's the best way to contact us, Um that and. There's a contact form on there, so that will come straight through to myself. Uh, We're a very small team. There's myself and my partner, and that's it. (laughs) Um, And uh, the other thing is you can email us at uh, admin at swatdorset.org. They're the best ways.
0: And how do you keep the wheels turning in terms of finance? Do you get get any sort of grant support from anywhere?
2: Uh, We were lucky enough to get a grant uh, a couple of years ago from a great organisation called Unlimited, um, and that hey, enabled us to pay for some stands at events and leaflets and, you know, the nice banner that goes up and all that kind of stuff. And um, it is a bit of a struggle, I have to be honest, with being able to do grants. First of all, because my energy levels um, are low <laughs> a lot of the time. So actually what I haven't expressed across the airways is I'm talking to you from bed so, this is my office bed, and you are suspended above me um, on a super duper computer arm. That's where my monitor is. Oh, so, it's Elder, time, um, say again. It's sorry, Dan. I was going to say it's the first time I've ever
0: done an interview suspend, suspended from a. <laughs> yeah, but life is full of challenges.
2: <laughs> yeah. It is, it is. And that is, um, I've sort of forgotten that I join people from my bed. So, when occasionally somebody isn't. Ooh, aware of how I operate and um, you can see their face and they're like, oh my goodness, well you look comfortable. And I'm going, Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot I was in bed. Um, but I've got I've got all my my pillows supporting me and my bed is one of those super duper on that angles. And um, but it has meant that I've sort of been able to put an end to 14 years of not being able to work because I've adapted my environment.
0: Well, Lorraine, it has been a real privilege to interview you today, oh. feeling. Uh, and uh, all of us here at Hope FM, we wish you uh, God's riches blessing on, on all that, that you do. And of course, uh, the wonderful work that you're doing to help people have a, a fulfilled, intimate life. Now, your final song uh, comes from B52. It's Love Shack. Why that one?
2: Right. Well, <laughs> It's because, well, it's a bit of a belter. When I used to be able to dance, um, it was always a good crowd pleaser. And um, it also brings the joy to the idea of love. Um, and one of the things we say is that if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. <laughs> it's all about fun. and um, So that's why, and, you know, it's just a happy, happy song. So that's why we like it.
0: If you see a faded sign, You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk